0: listening to rouge white and blue a proud member of the canadian football podcast network
1: CFL podcast: The return of the Rouge, White and Blue CFL podcast. Our first episode in 2020. I'm Oz Davis. I'll be your co-host for the show, and joining me, as always, but to be introduced on this show for the first time as a fan of the world champion CFL champion, I should say, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Joe Pritchard. Joe, how you been, buddy? I'm
2: totally okay with world champion. It's the best <laughs> thing out there. So world champion sounds just. Fine to me, (laughs) I guess
1: world champion of Canadian football, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, right? Okay, well, we actually have a guest for our first show. Uh, Thank God, because I'm sure we don't have enough to talk about. Kenny Stevenson is joining us. Kenny is a native and resident of California. However, that did not stop him from writing a script in 2015 called How to Be Canadian. He's also the star writer and director of a movie called Love, Sex, and Misconnections, which shamefully is a movie reviewer I have not seen yet, but I will soon. And he is, of course, a colossal fan of CFL football. Kenny, how are you?
0: Hello, I'm good. Can I correct a couple things in my in my resume that you just read off? Go for
1: it. Go
0: for it. <laughs> so, um, so I wrote and starred in Love, Sex, and Misconnections. I did not direct it. It was directed by a man uh, named Eric Kithak, who's a wonderful director and editor. And he actually um was actually nominated for an Emmy for uh, nice. editing on uh, Veep and Ooh. edited the last two seasons of The Good Place. So I
1: just want to make sure he gets his due. Ooh.
0: As well, well, yes,
1: I love everybody involved with Veep. Great. Yeah. yeah, Good on you. Uh, any other corrections? <laughs> Please embarrass um, me. I'm out of practice.
0: How to, It's called How to Be a Canadian, not How oh, to okay. Be Canadian. But that's oh, fine. Okay. That's minuscule. You just left a letter out.
1: Yeah, just the indefinite article. Yeah. That's, Apologies. That's no worries. Okay, so I guess my first question is, uh, how did you come to be a fan of Canadian football?
0: It is a great question.
1: Um, do you
0: want like the long answer or like a more like podcast friendly answer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Give us the podcast friendly answer as sort of a teaser. Okay. And then if it's really good, I'll scope you out for details.
0: All right. Yeah. So, um, I always kind of like followed the league, but not very closely for a while. And then when I was researching the script that I wrote, I followed it a little bit. And then, oh, also I wanted to ask before I start my story, can I get like political? Is that okay on this podcast? I don't mind. All right. <laughs> so, and then um, around, uh, whatever, three years ago, I stopped watching uh, the NFL uh, because uh, I disagreed with the way they were um, blackballing Colin Kaepernick. So I was choosing not to watch the NFL anymore, but I still like watching football and was kind of shopping around for something else to watch and like kind of looked at like arena football. But that was kind of going under. And then the Alliance of American Football, that went under. And I was like, why am I searching around? There's a league that's been around for a long time that's fully that has tons of fans. All the games are televised. So then I started watching. I was like, and I had previously watched it in the past. And so I was like, I'm just going to start watching the CFL. Um, Picked a pick the team. I live in the West Coast. So I figured I should have a West Coast team. So I chose the BC Lions, which last season proved to be a terrible mistake. But uh, you stay with your team through thick and thin. And uh, I'm very looking forward to the upcoming season so that's the short podcast answer
1: great I like that actually I'm glad you uh, brought up the why should I bother looking at a new league when this hundred plus year old league is here in existence. Because uh-huh. this this is a little mini rant I've been subjecting people to lately. Uh, since Joe and I last did a podcast, there's this thing called the XFL and people yeah. are saying, Oh boy, I really love the rule changes. I really love the receiver, one foot in bounds and the no fair catch rule. Dude, that's been in the Canadian League for a hundred years. We have tradition and we have interesting rules that are better than the NFL in a lot of cases. Anyway, what you got? What you got, Joe?
2: That's about where I'm at, too. It's like, guys, uh, you like the rule changes? Well, let me show you something that's actually going to be here in two or three years. (laughs) Ooh.
1: Well, it's true. I mean, we've seen this through the past few years on this show, Kenny. It's like, here comes a new league. Oh, my God, is this going to be a threat to the CFL? Are they going to take our players, da 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 da, da. and then they fold in, you know, what, half a season in the case of the AAF? AAF, yeah. Egregiously? I thought you were going to tell me something about Los Angeles, Orange County, where we haven't had a team for, you know, well, 17, 20, 25 years or whatever it was
0: that played into why I kind of watched it in the past was because we didn't have a team here. And I was, um, I was a Rams season ticket holder when they were, when I were playing at the, Anna, it, it used to play at Anaheim stadium. And that's where I grew up in Orange County. and We used to go to Rams games and they left. And then I became a Chargers fan. And then now both those teams are here in LA and I don't watch either of, either of them. But <laughs> You know, stuff stuff happens. Here's know. the
1: secret. Nobody watches the Chargers except those that are forced to on CBS. I, actually,
0: I know. I actually did go. I have a friend of mine who's like a diehard Bengals
1: fan, and he wanted to go when
0: the Bengals came to play the Chargers. Sure. And he was like, yeah. do you want to come? And I told him, I was like, well, you know, I'm boycotting the league. And he was like, well, I'll pay for the ticket. And I'm like, well, look, if you're paying. So
2: <laughs> I did
0: go. And it's. It, pretty funny to watch a game there i mean kind of felt bad because it's like 70 percent bengals fans i mean it's like when the bengals score it was like a it was like a home game it was pretty wild
1: <laughs> yeah the chargers are in quite the position uh they're the traveling team of the nfl um all right so kenny uh you said that last year uh you know Rooting for the BC Lions was a mistake. Uh, yeah. I can tell you from experience, not as big a mistake as actually betting on them. Um, <laughs> that was a slightly bigger mistake. But um, how do you like them this year? I mean, they seem to. Joe and I are going to do a little talking about what's happening in free agency. Uh, they've made quite a few moves in free agency, and I guess they decided last year that the head coach was the root of the problems. How do you like them this year? Uh, yeah, like I. It, They have
0: the offseason. Like, I like all the moves they've been making. They've been kind of quiet. I'm a big Lakers fan, and I'm not saying that they've like added Anthony Davis, but, um, I, it's very, a lot of the moves they've made have reminded me of a lot of the like the moves the Lakers made after they got Anthony Davis. Like, they got, Mike, I can't remember his last name, the big defensive uh, lineman from uh, Saskatchewan, is like kind of like their big signing. But I like a lot of the smaller moves, the Matthews, the offensive lineman from Hamilton, uh, all the receivers. Because if you look at like what they were really, I mean, it's a very easy statistic to find. Uh, Mike Riley was sacked all the time. So what they, what I wanted to see would be shore up the offensive line, get some better receivers besides Burnham so that Mike Riley doesn't have to hold the ball forever so he can get the ball out of his hands and give him some protection. That's basically what they've added. And they're still in the hunt to get um uh, Walker from uh, Toronto, possibly. So if they even if they don't add him, I think they've added enough to their receiving core to where that – I don't know if they're going to be like – you know, great Cup winners, but I think they'll definitely be better than last year, which is
1: all you can really ask
0: for going into the season. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the uh, the uh, Micah, whose last name you dropped, is Micah Johnson.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, that's one of those.
1: Real, I knew it was
0: a real difficult one. Yeah, it's one
1: of those exotic <laughs> Canadian names. Yeah, to really trip you up.
0: <laughs>
2: you've, so you've been following the league pretty intently for the last couple of years. Have you made the trip up north yet? Oh, no, no, not yet.
0: I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, married with a seven-year-old. We're kind of, like, to try to convince my wife that we need to go to Vancouver to go watch a CFL game would be very low on her priority list. But, um, I keep trying to mention how, uh, like, uh, there's, there is always a possibility we could go to Toronto because one of our good friends is, who lives in LA is from Toronto and they're always inviting us to go out there. So the, the higher probability would be maybe possibly going to Toronto and seeing like an Argos game, but I would love to go up to Vancouver at some point and watch the Lions play for sure, but not yet.
2: Right. You definitely do, you definitely have to sell it as we're going to Vancouver and I happen to want to do this one night, but what else do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm so very fortunate that my life, my wife loves to travel and there's so many great places to see because I've seen so many places I never thought I was going to.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're in Wisconsin, right? So you're
2: like going over to Canada is not that much of a trek. No, probably right now door-to-door for me to Winnipeg is about nine hours. Okay.
0: That's like from, for me, that's like from here to like maybe the top of
2: California.
1: Right, that'd be right. a little yeah. bit of a longer <laughs> drive But, geez, we can get to Vegas in six. Who needs Canada? (laughs) Uh, I'm in L.A. I can get to Vegas
0: in three. What are you talking about? (laughs) Six. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: you're accounting for no traffic, too, G.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, I would never. I'm only leaving when there's no traffic, early morning or late night.
1: I mean, I don't know if your wife has been to Vancouver, but Vancouver is an outstanding city. She has,
0: and we do talk about how beautiful Vancouver is. Yeah, we do is love awesome. the Pacific Northwest. We've been to, we love going to Seattle and Portland, and I'm just like, it's just like if we've been, to, if we're in Seattle. She's got family in Seattle, so I guess maybe I could, like if I could get us to Seattle and then time it at the same time where the Lions are playing at some point in the trip, I could just like, I'm just gonna take a train up real quick to Vancouver. Maybe. I don't
1: know. You guys have inspired me. Let's, let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's that's what <laughs> I'm thinking is it in Seattle. Yeah. Actually, I have friends uh, that live in Vancouver Island. So that yeah. would be a good excuse to get up there. They have a guest house. <laughs> mm. so that, what, can, I, can I stay in their guest house Are you offering it to me? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll set you up with them. <laughs> I'd probably be totally cool with that. Um, okay. Um, well, how about Kenny, we'll get you out of here. But okay, tell me what's next in your career. I guess your highest profile gig has been doing some stuff on Parks and Recreation.
0: Yeah, well, I've also I was just on Brooklyn Nine Nine last week. Wow. Very very briefly, Um, but I'll be on again this season. So if you watched last week's episode, The Jimmy Jab Games Two, I'm on in like very I have one line, and that's the third time I've been on that show. But I'll be on again in uh later this season like episode 13 i think whenever it's the um halloween episode <laughs> which is not till episode 13 i'll be on
1: nice when did you shoot the halloween episode i actually shot it on halloween oh <laughs> really oh okay
0: but it's well i don't want to give away the timeline of the show but it. it it, the show, the episode starts in Halloween, but it actually goes all the way through Easter. I kind of oh, gave okay. away a lot. I don't know if NBC will come at me now. but okay. um, <laughs> we, won't uh, tell, we won't tell if he won't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Know, do you have a large NBC listening? Uh, like, do the Jackson NBC, NBC listen to this?
1: I don't know what the crossover is between NBC moles and CFL fans in America. Yeah, probably the, not. The, probably uh, not a huge crossover.
0: So I have that and then um, I will be, you can always hear me on, I'm often on the Scalar Brothers podcast, uh, the, um, shoot, (laughs) the View uh, view from the Cheap seats. sorry, I'm great with names. Um, I do, I call in as like uh, Nicolas Cage or Michael Caine (laughs) or uh, Chris Christopherson at the end of their show. And then something that I would love to plug that I'm doing now, there's a new app. I don't know if you guys have heard of this app. It's called Hot Mic. Okay. And it basically what it is is, um, you can, you log on to the app and you can watch a sport on TV. And instead of listening to the announcers, you can listen to like comedians like myself. And so I've been doing like broadcasting of, uh, like some NBA games and I did an XFL game over the weekend. Wow. Yeah, and I get like I got my uh, my writing partner. Uh, his name is uh, John Huertes. He plays Miguel on This Is Us. I'm doing a lot of name okay. dropping, guys. It's fine. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he comes and does uh, shows with me, but I'm doing other shows too. And I've actually and I pitched them the people who run the app uh, Hot Mic to uh let
1: me do uh cfl oh dude i want to get on i want to get on yeah let's talk let's Uh, talk
2: uh, and please take every game that rob black has thank you and please and thank you (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah (laughs) yes i've talked to them
0: i've talked to them about it like the problem is is that like they're streamed through espn plus and sometimes right Uh, if it's streaming through a streaming app, it doesn't sync up right. Right. Because the cool thing about the app is that you can sync it to your TV and then you can turn it down. And then what we're saying on, when I'm broadcasting, it matches to what you're seeing on the screen. There's no delay. And like the app, the app can sync it up. But if it's a streaming site like ESPN plus, it has a harder time syncing, which most beats, uh, most CFL games in the States are on ESPN plus. Yeah. But I'm working on it.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, dude, if you do CFL, please give me a call, man. I'll, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. But in return, I'll get not... you on my film review show or something. <laughs>
0: please. You Literally reach can out trade. to me anytime. Yeah. I will, I love your podcast. I love that it's Americans talking CFL football. I'm in. Like Great. Whenever you guys want. And again, I want to just plug the app. is hotmike.io. Okay. You go there, download the app, and use promo code KennyG. That's my promo code. It's it's a free app, but whatever. They want you to use a promo code. I don't I don't understand Silicon Valley. I just do their work.
1: Joe Joe's probably downloaded it already. So the 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 coupon code or whatever is Kenny. Kenny G. Kenny G.
0: Like the like gotcha. the saxophone player. Right. But but it's also my middle name as well. So you're dating yourself, man. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Do you reach reflect- like? You reach, like, 40, and you just
1: stop giving a shit.
0: Can I, co- can I cuss
1: on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think you already have. I do. Terrifying. I do right. all the time, man. Cool, 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 In any case. All right. Well, thanks, Kenny. Kenny, come back during the season, and, yeah, we'll talk about this play-by-play. And, you know, if, if you're on, if, if you get it on Hot Mic, you know, tell us, man. We're going to publish this. For sure. This will this be fun. Absolutely. This will be fun. Guys, I'm, thank I'm stoked. thank you so much. All right. Thanks very much, Kenny. Have a great one. You too. Kenny G Stevenson. You can find him online at Kenny Stevenson. I think Kenny G Stevenson I believe is his website. Yeah, hopefully we'll have him back on. That 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 hot mic sounds incredible.
2: Yeah, and you were uh, you were exactly right. I was literally downloading as we were talking.
1: See, there you go. We used to, we, we are, we're plugging this thing massively. We should be getting paid for this, but he's not, so we're not going to. In any case, all right, so. Since we last spoke, uh, basically all we can talk about is free agency. Combine hasn't been run yet. Draft, of course, hasn't been run yet in the CFL. Um, And it struck me in general that every year we kind of like looking at the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks kind of set the pricing. Not too many big, big big-name quarterbacks this year, but all the hype tends to be on them. And it seems to me that the most traffic happens at defensive back and wide receiver. It was certainly the case this year. Uh, in any case, so we're gonna blow through these teams really quick, give some quick opinions on them, get you up to date, and uh, yeah, and get out of here. Let's start with what we were just talking about: BC Lions. On my checklist, um, the BC Lions. All the for me, all the pluses were on the uh, get side, as opposed to the lost side. Once again, making a lot of moves in the offseason. I got them taking in wide receiver Caleb Hawley from Ottawa, Dominic Grimes also from Ottawa, who I believe the CFL official website, CFL.ca informs us they was just officially signed today. I got running back Chris Rainey from Toronto, left tackle Riker Matthews from Hamilton. Now that could be, that's probably their best pickup, and it's probably the only negative that happened to Hamilton this offseason. Cause uh Riker Matthews was absolutely key to that line last year. So that's gonna that's a big plus for BC right there. And as good an off season as Hamilton has had, that's the one spot where they kind of missed out. And as mentioned earlier, Micah Johnson from Saskatchewan. So does B C come back from last season? Is all they need a few more players on the offense, Joe?
2: Well, Define coming back, are they going to be the team we thought contenders? they were
1: last year, or <laughs> are they going to be improved? Yeah, they're going to be contenders, let's put it that way. Can, can they actually make a run this year?
2: They, it, it, things would need to break well for them to take a run at the top, but I think we're at least talking about them slotting into Edmonton's spot, or at least making a run for number three. I do see improvement here. I do see some recognizable targets for Riley. I do see Riker Matthews helping keep Mike Riley upright for just long enough to find those targets. In and Just those two things in and of themselves makes them a little bit more dangerous than they were last year, which was not really at all, unless you were Ottawa or Toronto. So it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, it wasn't as big of an outpouring in free agency as I expected Ed Hervey to be doing. Um, he did put, bring in quite a few people, but I figured with his job on the line, we'd see something more akin to last year uh, where they threw around money. Like it was going out of style. So we'll see how it ends up. I think Ed Hervey needs to at least finish 10 and eight and a playoff berth to have a job next year, but this was a step on the right direction. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I think last
1: year, if anybody learned anything in B.C. Lions land, it's that that same old lesson that teams like Washington and Dallas in the NFL learn all the time, which is you can't just build a super team overnight. You just can't do it. And so hopefully they kind of, as our guest Kenny suggested, hopefully they just kind of picked their spots this year and just kind of like filled those holes that they needed. Uh, Again, I really like the addition at left tackle by them. I think that's going to be a nice move for them. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, let's go over to Saskatchewan, where by all indications, Chris Jones is no longer running this team. Uh, a stunningly few moves uh, among the name players section of the roster. And, in fact, they extended the contracts of many of their 30 and 32-plus-year-old players that uh, I thought were too old last year and proved me wrong. Uh, all I've got on my list is that uh, the Riders took up Uh, destined to forever be a backup quarterback, James Franklin, apparently. And uh, they lost Micah Johnson, as we discussed earlier, to the B.C. Lions and let go of Naaman Roosevelt, who, according to the official website, is going to be picked up by my Montreal Alouettes. Like that. Um, Saskatchewan, what do you see out of them?
2: I see them being the same team they were last year. Uh, Yep. got uh, Cody Fajardo under a relatively team-friendly contract compared to a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. Uh, They have some cohesion going on now. There's not names going in and out of the lineup. Uh, Roosevelt didn't seem to fit in as well last year as he did the couple years before that. Uh, So I could see why they would have made that play. A lot of the receivers in this league seem to get squeezed by the salary cap not rising very much and the minimum uh, contract going up. So they tended to be the first casualties of this. And we're seeing that with Roosevelt and then Michael Johnson just never seemed to fit there either. Didn't seem to be, and, and it was no, and it was not because of a lack of talent. Now, obviously we know he's a very talented player, yeah. but he just from, he did not look comfortable last year. He might've been asked to do things he wasn't capable of doing on his own, uh, where they just say, Hey, look, you're a big star. Go make plays. So, I could see them still being the same team they were last year, especially if uh, they, and of course, all of our all of the predictions I'm making right now are um, <laughs> based off of quarterbacks not going down. But right. guess what? That's
1: They always do. In
2: this league these right,
1: days. right. They always do. So yep. uh,
2: assuming that they keep their quarterback up, right? I think they're 12 and six, 13 and five. Mm-hmm. Again.
1: Wow. Wow. Uh, Okay. Going to another competitor in the West, Edmonton Eskimos, who in my estimation have probably to this point had probably the worst free agency season of all the teams. It's not like they got wiped out or anything. Uh, No disasters, uh, but they did lose, you know, a couple of players they probably couldn't afford to lose. Uh, DB Patrick Lavelles goes to Montreal. Yes. Uh, Larry Dean, of course, big loss there, back in Hamilton. And uh, defensive back Monsharik Money Hunter also goes to the Alouettes. And uh, a lot of folks at the CFL uh, official website are expecting big things out of Money Hunter this year. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Um, I don't know. I was really kind of shocked at the uh, lack of Eskimos moves here. Um, what's going
2: on in Edmonton, do you think? I don't know. Uh, it really doesn't. It really doesn't bode well. I mean, they were obviously playoff cap- capable last year, but I don't know. I don't really like what they what they've been doing over the past couple of years. Uh, they do have a solid quarterback in Trevor Harris. As long as they can keep him upright, and as long as they can keep him uh, making uh, making the short throws. They're going to be able to do something on offense, but that defense, I'm not too sure about right now. I'm just not. And and
1: remember last year, this was the team that kind of stumbled into the playoffs. Uh, They had a nice run in that. Well, they won a game in that playoffs when they suddenly roared back to life and were the team of old. But, uh, yeah, you got to be a little bit concerned in Edmonton land there after the way they closed the season as opposed to the way the Lions closed the season and then the off season that both of those two teams had. I'd be a bit concerned if I were an Eskimos fan right now. Okay, without further ado, how about considering your Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Um, hey, for me, all the motion... In Winnipeg, you got to admit they signed a lot of their guys, which was good. They signed a lo- they returned a lot of players, which was good. Uh, the majority, in fact, they extended Zach Caleros, so we're ready for Zach to be a starter in Winnipeg after what? How many? Three, three games. I think it or was the start for.
2: Th- I want to say it was four, but
1: four. Okay. Bad. Two regular season and two playoffs. Um, in any case, uh, <laughs> we're ready to make him the starter because Matt
2: Nichols was released. Games actually.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So yep. yeah, four. four yeah. Then, yeah, So it was four. Right. Okay. The uh, Matt Nichols was released. He's in Toronto now, and Chris Streveler was apparently freed of his contract, and he's still out there. He's okay. in
2: Arizona, so he's not going to. Oh, is he in Arizona? Get that okay. anytime soon. Good.
1: Good for him. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see him on any NFL lists, but I probably didn't look at Arizona too hard. <laughs> right. Okay. How are you feeling about this, Joe? Uh, in addition to, I should say, probably your biggest loss of the offseason, which is of course Paula
2: police. Right. That's gonna hurt, but Buck Pierce has been working with him closely over the past few years. I don't think he I, I don't think that you can consider that as anything but a loss. But at least there's at least the protege is behind him and able to come step into his shoes. So hopefully it's not as big of a loss as it could have been. Uh gotta be concerned about the quarterbacks just a little bit uh just with claros's injury history he definitely seemed to fit uh, especially given how late in the season he came on board but he seemed to fit with what they were doing very well no concern there but without strabler to and without Nichols, your number two right now is sean mcguire who looks the part and he's from just south of Milwaukee, so. Damn, if I don't want to see him. Hey, he's probably going to be a short <laughs> yardage guy. Uh, so they'll probably score quite a few touchdowns this year if he if they keep him in that role. Uh, and damn, if I don't want to see him succeed. But uh, at the same time, it's like I wouldn't mind seeing Zach Claro start 18 games either, right?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, but it's just not going to happen. Did anybody play?
2: Nobody played the whole season. No, Last year, right? Riley so. was the closest. So we'll see. I, I'll probably get. I'll probably get a shot to see Wisconsin boys start for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this year at quarterback, and I'm hoping it's everything I want it to be. <laughs> oh, and by the oh. way, Willie Jefferson's back. That's a big. Yeah. One. That's yeah. A big one. And How where, that? what else do you want to add on this team besides certainty at the quarterback position, which nobody has?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, again, the good thing about the. Bombers is is that they returned the great majority of their potential free agents, um, which is something that doesn't always happen with great cup teams, right? I mean, you'd expect to lose a lot more guys to the NFL than um, the Bombers did, uh, as is usually the fashion, but they didn't. So, so yeah, it's good to good to be back with that same team, although you know the West is tough and Palo Police isn't there, so. Eh. I don't want to rain on your parade just yet. The season hasn't started, Joe. Uh, right. Finally, there's the Calgary Stampeders, who were extremely quiet in the offseason again, uh, had two fairly serious losses, I would say. Uh, Nick Arbuckle, the backup who was 4-3 with them as it started last season, went to Ottawa, and uh, to no one's surprise, <laughs> and uh, Reggie Bagleton, their who had a breakout year last year at receiver, no surprise there. But hey, goes to the Green Bay Packers. How about that, Joe? That would be a
2: nice thing if they ever if they actually give him a shot.
1: Yeah. We'll yeah, this was the thing is is my uh my son, you know, who knows nothing about CFL whatsoever, um, you know, he, he calls me up on Bagleton when Bagleton got signed by the Packers very early into that Signing period, and he's like, "So how is this guy?" And I was like, "Well, you know, he ripped up the CFL last year, but you know, he's not going to get any time in the NFL because they never give these guys any time. They give him like two games at the end of the season, like like Zilstra got, uh, got last year. You know, it's just like, you know, they just don't get any time. And so I I like gave him three or four examples of guys in the past who had done this. It's just like, it's frustrating. It's too bad. Uh, and a good pickup for the Stamps was. Defensive back. What else? Uh, Richard Leonard from uh, from Hamilton, I should say, who played all 20 games for that team last year. So, Stampeders, Standing Pat, but of course we fear the Stamps.
2: Yeah, because they okay. seem to find them everywhere. Okay. There's three or four guys right now that we don't know the names of that are going to be not just contributors, but Darn near star caliber players for the Stampeders that no CFL fan, unless they've been watching a crap load of film, knows about <laughs> Right.
1: Exactly. All right, let's go over to the East. I'm going to get this over with. It's been a whirlwind for my Montreal Luits this offseason. Let's go down through this list Um, lost two defensive backs Chris Akie's in Toronto now Patrick Lavelle's as I mentioned before is in Hamilton Uh, on the offensive side of the ball Antonio Pipkin is out he shall not be very missed to Edmonton um, wide receiver DeVryer Posey uh, goes to the Hamilton Tiger Cats as well Sadly, running back William Stanback goes to the Las Vegas Raiders (laughs) where he'll be grabbing some pine over there. And last year's Alouette's breakout wide receiver Quan Bray was busted along with famous Rams draft bust Greg Robinson with 157 pounds of marijuana in Texas, which has got to be some kind of record. Uh, Perhaps for stupidity, I can't imagine attempting to bring over 150-plus pounds of marijuana across Donald Trump's Mexican border, but there you go. So much for the Alouettes' wide receiving core, which will now have to be saved by Naaman Roosevelt. Uh, The Alouettes also brought brought back Terrell Sutton from Hamilton. Uh, of course, as I mentioned before, DB Money Hunter is coming in from Edmonton, and I guess they basically swapped out their defensive backs for Hunter and Kevin Fogg, who is coming over from Toronto. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Is this offseason a plus or a minus for my house? What, what would you say?
2: You still got Kahari, and you still got Bernie yes. Adams, right? Yes. I think it yes.
1: okay. Yes, and that's, that's what... That's what we've got to hope for. Well, I don't know. I don't like how Hamilton reloaded, to be honest. Um,
2: that's what I'm oh, hoping that's, for. That's if I'd so, offered you second place last year at the beginning of
1: the season. Oh, of course. It.
2: Of course, of course, of course, of course. But that's what
1: happens, right? I mean, now we've got coach of the year, right? Now we've got, hey, didn't that guy used to play at Oregon at quarterback, you know? So um, I guess what we're just hoping for in Alouette's land is that Kari Jones is trying to do that thing where he's building uh, the game of the Alouettes around Vernon. Okay, because, like, for example, there was just a very good piece. uh, I'm sorry I didn't get the writer's name over at the official website, CFL.ca, on Vernon Adams' tendencies last season. And, you know, lots of nice little charts and stuff. And basically, here, let me give you the spoiler. Basically, Vernon Adams should never throw the ball over 20 yards. (laughs) That's basically the conclusion that was come to. So without Quan Bray to throw to, perhaps that's what's going to be the Alouette's game plan this season. That's what we're hoping anyway. So, I don't know, with so many moves, with the decks so shuffled in certain areas, I'm not sure what to make of them. Let, let's talk about those <laughs> should-be-scary Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, I talked with Josh Smith the other night in preparation for an upcoming episode of my new podcast, Truly the Goats, which I can talk about later on in the show if Joe will indulge me. But um, he was ecstatic with the way that this offseason has gone for the Tiger Cats. Really likes what happened. Um, you know, admits that the uh, Riker Matthews loss uh, is a big deal. But who did who did they get? Okay, so I've got Larry Dean, of course, came back from one year in Edmonton. Uh, Quadarius Ford, uh, who's a linebacker. Again, high hopes for him, but he did spend the entire. Last season injured, so we don't know much about him. Uh, Patrick Lavelle, as I said, is on from Montreal. Um, Devryer Prozy uh, come support as well. Um, I've also got that they lost Braylon Addison. Oh yes, Braylon Addison went over to Minnesota, went over to the Vikings this year. Um, <laughs> um I they lost. There's a couple mentionables that we can lose. They talked about Richard Leonard who went to Calgary. Uh, Justin Tuggle off the line, uh, the linebacking core is also gone now. He had 80 tackles last year. So that may, that may be a bit of a loss for them. Uh, Anthony Coombs is gone. Uh, Terrell Sutton, as I mentioned, is back in Montreal. Um, so, but Josh has a right to be happy, right? I mean, the Tiger Cats, if anything, actually look better going into the
2: season. And that's hard and it's hard to say that they could be any better than they were last year uh (laughs) they just happened to run into a freight train in november but i think if you took a look at the league as a whole and not just who was hot on a given day in november uh they were probably the best by far the best and most solid team in the league oh yeah oh yeah
1: lots of people me you know, had them blowing out the the bombers in the Grey Cup. I don't. I think a lot of people were surprised by that outcome. Um, maybe you might even admit that the Tiger Cats were a better team last year. But on that, I, I, you I know,
2: pretty much just did. <laughs> yeah, on
1: that on that Great Cup day, on that Grey Cup day, the bombers were better. That's why you love football. That's why you love football on any given Grey Cup day. Speaking of which, one of the perpetuators of one of the best upsets on a great Cup weekend of all time, uh, the Toronto Argonauts. A um, eh, bit of a mixed bag in the off season. Let's see. I've got the welcome in Chris Akie from Edmonton. We talked about him. Matt Nichols will now be the quarterback there, I guess. Marcus Th- Thigpen is brought over from Saskatchewan. Uh, Juwan Breskacine from Calgary. And Devaris Daniels from Edmonton. So kind of stapling together an offense here. Uh, I'm sure they didn't like what they saw last year, so we're trying to make lots of improvements there in Toronto. Um, gone, however, are lots of defenders. Uh, defensive backs Kevin Fogg, Quadarius Ford, both to Montreal, and Abdul Kanay. I'm surprised they let him go after racking up 70 tackles last season. He's going over to Ottawa which looks better with every team that we go through. And uh, running back Chris Rainey also left for BC. This far out, I mean, are you expecting anything from Toronto? I mean, this this feels like a last-place team.
2: Yeah, or third. But in that deep, deep eastern bottom of the league, again, I just don't see enough improvement to catch even Edmonton out west. So, uh, unless unless they find an, uh, they find a way to get everything they can out of Matt Nichols, which is a potential po- which is a potential possibility, mind you, and the defense is a lot more shorn up than I think it is, then we're talking about five six wins as their max.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking. <laughs> I don't see their defense being shored up. Uh, maybe they're waiting for something nice to happen on draft day, but gee, I don't know. Edmonton, uh, Toronto still need some help out there, I think. Uh, and finally, last but not least, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who probably the only thing we can say about them is that they'll be better than almost everybody predicts. <laughs> um, because that's kind of the way things tend to go in Ottawa, those bastards. Uh, Of course, the top acquisition was their new head coach, Paulo Luis, coming over from the Winnipeg OC position. I understand you're familiar with him a bit, Joe. Um, Losses, I've got Jeff Knox Jr. to Toronto, Caleb Hawley to BC, uh, of course, James Franklin, the perpetual backup to Saskatchewan, and defensive back, Anthony Siofi to the Jets. Uh, They picked up Nick Arbuckle. He'll probably be the starter there. Probably be the starter there, right? Considering that uh, John Jennings was waived by the team and is still out there. Uh, Anthony Coombs at running back. And uh, nice addition uh, in Abdul Kanaz, I just mentioned. Uh, Moises Madu is released uh, by Ottawa and still out there as well, which I was a little
2: bit surprised at. Verdict? Just the mere fact that they might actually have a quarterback makes them improve just right there. Uh, that's why they had to go out and get Arbuckle. That's why they had to trade draft picks to get uh, to get a shot at him before free agency hit. And then once Matt Nichols got on the market before free agency, it was clear that there were going to be two spots for starting quarterbacks in free agency. And Ottawa was one of them. So Arbuckle signed at that point. Mm-hmm, hmm
1: hmm yeah, after Arbuckle stepped in last year and, you know, held the fort for Calgary, um, everybody was pretty much expecting him to get one of those two open positions um, with a team. So, I don't know, I, good for Ottawa. I think that's um, – I, I would not be surprised if they didn't do as well as I just pumped them up to do. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if La Police was – willing to take a little bit of a slow roll on this, willing to take the long view on this team and develop for a couple of years. But that's a nice start, I think. I think they're starting well here in the new era. I guess this is like the second year of the new expansion Red Blacks, right?
2: Yeah, last year was basically (laughs) a reset button.
1: Right. And last time they were a second-year team, they went to the Grey Cup. So there you go. There you go. And uh, Brazilian Thai got his nickname. In any case, uh, Joe, where have you been at? Where can people see you on social media? What have you been doing? Anything interesting you'd like to plug?
2: Well, what I've been doing is uh, nestling back into the place I grew up in, uh, which is three hours away from where uh, I've been doing the show from for the last five years. So uh, I've been a couple months' worth of adjustments in my life. but. Uh, Back up and running. They can find me at USFL Techmo, like always, on Twitter. And it's been rather quiet, but as we get closer, as we get closer to the season starting, as baseball starts uh, firing up a little bit more, so rather than just stuff being banged around out there, um, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll be a little bit more talkative at that point.
1: Just taking it in stride is my man Joe Pritchard up there with the move. Um, okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug. I'm going to plug. My Twitter is OzDavis42. However, uh, just got a new show out. It's called Truly the Goats. It's a sports history podcast with, as I like to say, a sense of perspective. Um, had a few feedbacks from uh, my good friends who agreed to test market it for me. Um we like to think that we're taking a different look at sports history, and we like to think that we're doing something about this terrible hyperbole in among American, North American, I should say, broadcasters, because I do have examples from the CFL of this, of just this hyperbole, this incident hyperbole that we give to sports players, sports teams, uh, eras in sports, anything, you name it, greatest of all time. Really, we need to loosen up on this expression a little bit, and so on my show, Truly the Goats, we examine the real greatest athletes in history. Uh, we go from about hmm, we go about 4,000 years in history on the show. All around the world, all kinds of different sports. Episode 4 is a further teaser for CFL fans out there. Episode 4 features Angelo Mosca. Episode 1, which is out now, features Jim Thorpe. Uh, probably the first great football superstar certainly the first superstar of the nfl that's about it for the rouge white and blue podcast you can find rouge white and blue podcast on twitter rwb podcast uh of course if you're listening to this you already know but you can get us at any podcast network that you follow we're also a member of the cfl pod network check out those great shows too they're starting to get fired up that's it for the rouge white and blue for this week uh we'll be back next week joe Next week, the week after, whenever there's something interesting. About it. <laughs> okay, so let's say we'll be back in a week or two on Wednesday this season. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this
1: at CF Pod Network on Twitter.